Hallelujah. I think I had... Something's not connected. We know that. The brother's here. I guess I wasn't connected. There you go. Thank you, Brother Jonathan. Appreciate that. Hallelujah. I think I got those in the wrong place. I want to give you the um, uh, scriptures that I'm going to be looking at. But let's have prayer first. And that way you can sit down and write them down if you want to do that, okay? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our blessed Heavenly Father, we're thankful to be assembled in your name tonight. We know that you're so much a part of our lives. We are your body. You are the head. And you, it is declared by Paul that no man yet hateth his own flesh. No man yet hateth his own body. And, Lord, we are members one of the other. We've assembled together, Lord, not through despite or hate or animosity. We've come together, Lord, because we're a part of each other. We are your word body. We are believing what you have said in this end time, Lord. And we are preparing ourselves to come and meet you in the air and so ever be with you. But you're not coming for just individuals. Because those individuals make up your body. And so we tonight are here loving one another, caring for one another, praying for one another. And we pray that your Holy Spirit will move among us in that manner in the name of Jesus Christ. <coughs> I pray that you will have me to say the things that you desire to have said. Because you know the hearts of people and I don't. You apply it where it needs to be applied, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, we ask these blessings. Amen. You may be seated. Oh, now I can see some people here. So we're glad to see by the way of the Zoom, uh, there's more people than just us. A few people of us gathered together. And the name of Jesus here in the state of Washington. And also in Cloverdale, they're gathered. Uh, I guess they're not gathered, but they're streaming from Cloverdale, and they're connected by Zoom. Well, we, it's important that we be together. One of these days, we're really going to be together. Singing and shouting on the hills of glory. Amen. If you'll turn with me in your Bibles, I guess I had you seated too soon, didn't I? Let's stand again. So you figure out how to write them down and then turn to them at the same time. So uh, we're going to turn to our scriptures. And are they up before you? We're going to turn to 2 Corinthians 5.17. And I, is there a screen here? Are you seeing that on the screen here or no? Okay. Maybe on the, street, on the streaming, they're seeing it. So our first of... Of uh, five references, six references, is going to be in Second Corinthians five seventeen. Let's read it together. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 
Turning now to Ephesians 1, 4, and 5. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. Let's read. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. Now Ephesians 4, verse 24. Ephesians 4, 24. Let's read together. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. The next is in Colossians 1, 17 and 18. Colossians 1, 17 and 18. Together. And he is before all things. And by him all things consist. And he, he is the head of the body, the church. Who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things he might have the preeminence. And then we have in Revelation 19, and I've added uh, verse 7 and 9 we're going to read. Revelation 19, verse 7. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. Verse 9, and he saith unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Weddings are usually pleasant and joyful. And much preparation is involved in the wedding. But it only lasts a few minutes. Weddings at their longest are very short. So we see that the most consequential part is choosing the right mate for a lifetime. You get one. Choosing a life's mate. That you're going to be joined together and then stay with the rest of your life. Today our subject is God's bride. God does have a bride. An eternal part of him now being manifested. Hallelujah. Now it seems a little odd to most people to think that God who is a spirit... No one has seen God at any time, but they have believed him. They've believed his word. They've believed his manifestations all through the Old Testament and the New. And we've believed that. And yet to think that God that had no beginning is going to have a wife. He's going to have a bride. Now, the bride aspect only implies that there's going to be a marriage. It's going to be long-lasting. And they're going to stay together. 
That's why the very simplest of people that have heard the message of God and repented of their sins, been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, the very simplest, the poorest of people that have been obedient to God, they are a part of that bride. He's not looking to the rich, for very few rich will enter into the kingdom, Jesus said. And so the ups and downs and the tragedies and hardships and difficulties we go through in life is only to prepare us, qualify us, we would say, even though it's not by works, yet the prophet of God said we show by our works our thankfulness for his grace in our lives. Praise his wonderful name. A bride for God. Isn't that... I mean, you you try to wrap your mind around that. We're talking about a spirit being who is God, and there's no God on earth beside him, and there never was and never will be. He alone is God who by his spoken word created the entire universe. And one day, the whole universe will be wrapped up and folded as a garment. Maybe that's what the black holes are for. And they're real. And they swallow whole constellations into a black hole, and it's under such pressure, they say, They don't understand what a black hole is, but it's like a waste can, garbage disposal, and it gets sucked into there and they don't see it anymore. The entire universe will be wrapped up as a garment and folded. God has other plans. He has other ways of doing things. The prophet of God said, And then there will not be one person who will sit in the throne of the Lord Jesus Christ unless he has been living the word. The prophet went further to say your prayers, your fastings, your repentances, no matter what you present to God, none of that will gain you the privilege of sitting in that throne. And you remember the promise to the Laodiceans that overcome. They will sit with me in my throne, even as I have overcome and sat down on my father's throne. And now here, God is saying through his prophet, no one is going to sit in that throne unless they went through these tests and the trials on earth. See, it will be worth it all. I really loved that song that they put together for the New Year's Eve service, didn't you? And they streamed that. That was the highlight to me. It will be worth it all when we see him. Hallelujah. No matter what it is we've been through, the only qualifying part you need is to only believe 100% what God's doing. And that's impossible for a non-believer. For those that have heard and rejected it, say, well, I agree with some of it or most of it and like that, they're out. 
Eight people got in Noah's ark. Is that fathomable in your minds? Eight people on planet earth. And the prophet of God said one place that there was more people on earth then than there is now. Talk about seven billion people and eight got on an ark. A boat. And all the that breathed the breath of life, animal and human, died. The prophet of God further said that their bodies floated on the water, their souls went to hell. End quote. Wow. That's heavy duty. In an age that's so frivolous, do what you want, people's rights, I think this, I think that. Over and over, the prophet said, you don't have a thought coming. Now, to be a part of this world, oh, just think whatever you want to. As the throne of the king is shared with the queen because she is united to him, so only they who are of that word, not know about the word, But they literally have become that word by believing it in their minds. And from their soul, a seed says, predestinated from God, that is the truth. And you never waver from it. You know, like in about 15 years, somebody comes by and flashy, a little red wagon or whatever. And oh, isn't that cute? And and. What about what Brother Ram said here? And what he said over here? And what about this? And, and then it just disturbs people that are disturbable. But there's those that are not disturbable. They're not movable. They have an unshaking faith in the word of God. And they eat that daily. And they cannot be changed. Nothing will change them otherwise. Well, that may be narrow-minded. But only thinking like Noah was expressing got you on the ark. And the only ones taking this rapture, excuse me, of those that are living. Because all the other ages, there's bride. And they believed and they lived out their day. And they believed the portion of the word that God gave to them. If you say, well, they wouldn't be saved, then how does Abraham get saved? He knew so little of what we know. It's not how much you know. It's what you believe. But now the prophet said, he is standing in the midst of the church. As he stands there revealing who he is in this last day, he calls himself the author of the creation of God. He's the author of the creation of God. And we're still looking at that wife, a bride. See, bride is just temporary. After the wedding, it moves into wife. And that's the same with God. And he has a many-membered bride. And you don't get in and then get out. You get in, get out. No, it's not going to work. Lucifer, he got out. And there's no entering again. 
As he stands there revealing who he is in this last age, he calls himself the author of the creation of God. There is another creation, the prophet said. This is from the church age book. The heavenly bridegroom created his own bride. These are quotes. As the spirit of God, as the spirit of God, he came down and created in the Virgin Mary the cells from which the body was born. I want to repeat that. He created the very cells in the womb of Mary for that body. It was not enough for the Holy Spirit to simply give life to a human ovum supplied by Mary. That would have been sinful, mankind producing a body. That would not have produced the last Adam, the second Adam. Hallelujah. The first Adam fell through disobedience. And we have inherited that nature when we're born. And that is by representation. We are born in sin through representation of something we never did. Adam and Eve did it. They both were in disobedience. But now we are saved and covered and our sins are washed away by representation. 2,000 years ago, Jesus, a perfect lamb, not an animal sacrifice that gave garments to Adam and Eve just 4,000 years before that. But now we have Jesus Christ shedding his blood on Calvary. A perfect lamb, the lamb of God. Behold the lamb of God. And we talk about being covered with the blood and having the blood on us and the blood, the blood, the blood. And it's very important, but where's the blood? 2,000 years ago was the blood. It's our faith going to a perfect sacrifice that his blood was shed, an innocent one, and it was shed there. And we're looking back 2,000 years for that blood. That would be the token at that day. The shed blood atoning for our sins. Now we're looking back 2,000 years and claiming that by faith, he died for me. He was justified. He was perfect for the imperfect. He was sinless and he died for the sinful. Took my sins away. So it is no more. Eliminated it. Eradicated it. The blood. So we do sing of the blood and we talk of the blood and we pray for the blood. But when it comes to today, it's not the physical blood. Jesus had the physical blood, and we must believe that. Today, you believe that, God confirms it with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and seals your life and soul. That's the token. And when Brother Brandon preached about the token and speaking of it being the Holy Ghost, there's a little further that he said. 
He said, the token is the Holy Ghost in you. It's not a, an unbeliever, halfway hearted, throwing terms around, saying, oh God, I pray for my children. Where's the Holy Ghost in the prayer? The one that is praying. So when we say the token over our children, then there must be the Holy Ghost here. And then the Holy Ghost will be upon the children. He will answer prayer. He will move on behalf of your prayer according to the power of the Holy Spirit. According to the word. Brother Branham went on to say. That would have been sinful mankind producing a body. Well then it said. Oh of him it was said. Lo a body hast thou father prepared for me. God not Mary provided the body. Mary was the human incubator. And she carried that holy child and brought him to birth. It was a God-man. He was the Son of God. He was the new creation. Jesus Christ was the new creation. Man and God met and joined. He, God, was the first Christ of this new race. He is the head of this new race. Somebody's got to be head around here. <laughs> right? I like the song we just sang a moment ago. Jesus is going to be in the lead. He'll be the leading one. Praise his name. You can't say too much about Jesus. We love him. He is the head of the new race. Colossians 1.12 says, And he is the head of the body. The church. As I said earlier in an, in an introduction, that you have a, a left hand and a right hand. And you, your mind, that's your spirit, and you think, that's me. That's me. So you don't hate yourself. Paul said that. No man yet hateth his own flesh. And we're a many-membered body... And so here we are. We have a few people here tonight. And we are members of his body. And then you take a thousand, a million that's gathered over these thousands of years. And they will be saved. They're all sons and daughters of God. God who created them, and that is his church... Who is the beginning Christ. The firstborn from the dead. That means there's going to be others come forth from the dead. He's the first one who came forth from the dead. That in all things he might have the preeminence. You can't make too much of him. In everything he must have all things. He must be predominantly primary. The main one. I just add in here an old saying from years ago. They've applied it other ways in the world, I think. And that is, uh, Jesus Christ is the main thing. 
But I encourage you tonight, keep the main thing. The main thing. If he's the main thing, then keep the main thing. The main thing. Whatever you're thinking, whatever you're doing, then he's got to be first. Hallelujah. I went to uh, college, and my my first year there, uh, dormitory, I had a roommate, and, and uh, so I over the on the wall there, I put a sign up. It said, "At all cost, I must obey God." Boy, that brought the laughter from the men's dorm, didn't it? Brother Andy's has to have a sign up reminding him to obey God. But it was a sign of importance to me. At all costs, that means there's going to be a cost. You stand up for Jesus. You stand up for the right thing, you're going to become a target. When you take a stand on anything, you become a target. That's right. And so we're taking a stand tonight. You're taking a stand. When you say, well, I believe God. I believe his end time prophet. I believe it's God's holy message. That spoke through William Branham. For this end time. Just like you had Noah with a message. Now here. God had a prophet to speak his word. Wonderful Jesus. Praise his wonderful name. So Brother Branham went on to say. There you can see. That though man was. The old order of creation. The way we sit. Tonight. Except for what's in your soul. People are the men of the old order of creation. That he has become the new creation of God. Ephesians 2.10, quote, For we are his workmanship, created in union with Christ Jesus unto good works. Well, I thought Christ was. Well, now Christ And you now. You're brought into that. By the Holy Spirit. And the quickening power of you believing. That finished work that Jesus did. And that you put on. Ephesians 4.24. And that you put on the new man. Which after God is created. In righteousness and true holiness. Praise God. This is a wonderful life to live. Praise be to God. Another quote from that area in the church age book, page 152. Quote, in very plain language, the true bride of Christ was in the mind of God eternally. He didn't think, well, I'm getting pretty lonely. I think I'll do this. Well, let's see now, how will I do that? Um, yeah, I've got this and this and this. Well, you know how we do. You're going to plan or do anything. you got to sit down and strategy about this. What's first and second and third? But God does it perfect. Yes. He made a sparrow and he made every living creature. They just didn't happen to evolve. And he made them all different. And he didn't have to think it through and say, oh, no, I can't do that because I got. He doesn't have a second plan. His first thought is perfect. That's our God. 
That's our God. He made these birds that are so beautiful and they they eat. They don't store up in barns. And God feeds them. And the wild animals on the mountains, God feeds them just the same. And though, so Christ was in the mind of God eternally, though not expressed until each came forth in the designated decreed season. And so Abraham was one. He almost, he knew next to nothing compared to what we know. He's the son of God. We call him father Abraham, father of the faith, because he lived by faith. And you know the story well. It isn't how much we know. It's have we believed 100% all that God has expressed in this age. It'd be easy to go back and say, oh yeah, an ark, of course, we got to get on that ark. Really? No, it come by inspiration. There was something inside those elect people, like was in the animals, to get on that ark. Well, we want this Holy Spirit to continue working with us. To stay in the straight and narrow so that we continue believing every word. As each member came forth, it became expressed and took its place in the body. Thus, this bride, quote, is the literal spoken word seed bride. Spoken word seed. So when you look at the universe, the spoken word. When you look at a bird, the spoken word. Yes. And when you look at what you're accepting in your soul, yes, it will bring you a new body, a glorified body. And the resurrection, the next thing on the, on the order is not the rapture. The next thing on God's order is the resurrection. Now, these people knew so much less than we know out of each age. They're going to have glorified bodies before we do. Up from the grave, they will rise. According to the word of God, the voice of the archangel, Christ, will bring forth the dead. And then what world will we be? Everywhere. Here. Saying, and then we see somebody. And Brother Brandon said, we see somebody that maybe we know. And then we'll say to someone else we know, it won't be long now. I saw one. That's not foolishness. Glorified bodies that are not corruptible anymore. He resurrects the same one that went down. Dushes, dust and ashes. Corrupted skin worms. Eating them. The prophet said it's not a replacement. The same one, quoting, the same one that goes down is the same one that comes up. And it's raised incorruptible. When it dies in a few days, weeks, and months, and years, it's corrupted. But it will be raised incorruptible. 
That's why I said the last time I preached here that your body is sacred. It was sacred in the Bible to every believer that died. And they preserved them. They buried them. All burials in the Bible. Keeping them. Now, if they were thrown to the lions and by other means they were destroyed, that wasn't their willful choice. Joseph said, when you leave here, he was prophesying. You're going to leave here and go back to the homeland that you came from. And when you do, take my bones with you. That needed to come down in that land. He ought to be called. One member had the fullness of the Godhead bodily. God revealed, the prophet of God says, concerning the body of Christ, that it is the fullness of God. On the day of Pentecost was into the early church, 120 is no less if it's 500 individual life because he's created a new creation in Christ Jesus. Praise his wonderful name. Brother Branham went on. He says, may I add to this woman, invisible union of Christ. Want to add something to her. He says, grace. May I place her in the Bible also is called the elect lady. And you're a part of that. I'm going to talk about, he said. He said, no, the Bible, K-N-O-W, know it. The Bible declares, said to the elect lady that if you notice, elect come from the word elected lady. One lady, one lady, and of course the denominations, they get woman preacher out of that. One lady, the elected lady, the scripture says, among all the other ladies was elected. Like the virgin was to bring forth the body of Christ, God, on the earth. The body of God on the earth. She was an elected woman. God chose Mary. And also God has chose an elected lady, which is his bride. She's elected. Shout over that, friends. I hope we're members of that night across the world, across the nation, rather, he said. He will say the illustration here showing the relationship 
of bride to Christ, the elect lady, and how she was to be brought to him, where she would come from, and how that she would be brought to him. The church here, in illustration that we got in view, is illustrated by a woman, which a woman is always a type of the church because the church is considered a bride. A bride. She is the bride of the Lord Jesus, the Son of God. Hallelujah. It's just another thing to try to wrap your mind around all of so many wonderful things. Like you never sinned in, in the first place. <laughs> Isn't that something? Yes. I mean, we're still in this flesh. And we still make mistakes and fail. And, and then when God forgives you, it's gone. It's not I forgive you, but I'll remember it tomorrow. Now, that's the third time you've done the same thing, God would say. Now, you know, these parents that count to three and then give it to their kids. If they don't listen on one and words of instruction, they're not going to listen on three either. You've found that out. The prophet of God said, you're standing completely. You never sinned at the first place. God don't even know. I mean, these aren't just little catchphrases and something. Brother Branham was not an old man. And to bring this from God, we believe it. God don't even know that you did it. Now, that's not, that's not human. Is it? If you did it, you did it. We know you did it. And of course, the world, they would come by and hear this and they would say, well, that's ridiculous. You did do it. You repented of it. But if you do it again, God doesn't say if you do it again because he can't remember the first time. This is a relationship, not that you can sin and sin and disbelieve. That was said to Paul, especially in Corinth, in uh, Galatians. Shall we sin then that grace can abound? You know, if he forgives like that, then we can sin and sin and say, Lord, forgive me. Sin and sin, Lord, forgive me. Well, he knows it's hypocritical. You're not doing that in sincerity and faith. Because you see, you've got a bad motive. You'll die in your sins. Well, but just before I die, if I'm on my deathbed and I say, oh, Lord, forgive me. It probably won't work out that way. He's going to give you eternity. Eternity with him. And you're basing that on a deathbed opportunity? Well, it may turn out that way for some, but not because they're planning It's in the sea of forgetfulness, he said. You never did it. 
Only God can do that. You were accused of it by the accuser. That would be Satan. But really, from the beginning, you were predestinated to be a son and daughter of God. And you got it born in sin here only because uh, that you are represented by the first Adam that fell. But now we have representation of Jesus Christ that overcame, came forth from the grave and gave of his spirit that keeps us. The same one that came on the day of Pentecost, he's never left since. In his fullness, he came on the day of Pentecost and he's been on earth ever since. And when men backslid and got away from the prophet Paul's message of Jesus Christ, they got away and it went down through the dark ages into Roman Catholicism and it went so bad down in there. Jesus Christ was still here. No matter, no matter how bad off a person gets out here in the world and sin, if they call on God, he's there. Though I go to hell, David said, thou art there. I see your forgetfulness. You're standing there washed. And your old book of divorcement is put away. And it's dead. That divorcement from sin. And the things that you did. Absolutely out of existence. Even in the mind of God. Isn't that wonderful? You're the virtuous bride. Of Christ. This isn't make believe. This isn't if you do. If you never make a mistake again. Then you might qualify. This is by faith. The very simple terms. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Just be sure it's God. That's doing the speaking. Bride of Christ washed in the blood of Christ, precious, virtuous, sinless Son of God, standing with a pure, unadulterated bride word that he washed by the water of his own blood. That became flesh and manifested that he might take you, which were predestinated in the bosom of the Father before the beginning, the same as he was. He was that great attribute of God called love. And he has a family. And this is all happening within a hundred years of your life. In a very short period of time, if God quickens that to your soul, you're willing to forfeit a hundred years of your life for eternity with God. There's not a gambler at any of the casinos that wouldn't take that kind of a bet. A hundred years for eternity. But they, their minds can't wrap around what we're talking about. There's so much in the world and everything. So. 
But when you consider, if you would define and begin to break, there's the hundred years becomes almost nothing. You get a hundred years, a million years, a trillion years, quadrillion, trillion years, you know, and it keeps on going called eternity. And you're still trying to compare, well, I, I, I'm having so much fun in this world and, and, and you know, I, I don't get young twice. Well, I do. The real believer does. We're going to be young again. We're leaving this old world. Hallelujah. The resurrection of the saints of God when they come forth for the past 2,000 years since Pentecost. All that died in the faith, if Stephen was the first, then they're up glorified bodies. Hallelujah. It won't be long now, we'll say. Hallelujah. And then there'll come a sweep. We'll be with them for a short while. Why, the prophet said. Why? So we'll know everybody that's there. Does Aunt Susie make it? Did Uncle Bill make it? Did so-and-so make it? We'll know everybody that made it and everybody that didn't. And he said, why that's going to be? Brother Branham said, because when we go to meet him in the air, all of our attention beyond him going to be on Jesus. We sang in a song just a few minutes ago concerning over there, there will be no prayers and for loved ones that are refusing the truth. Why? It's over. They've had their opportunity. You've said your prayers for them. But they, the prophet of God put it this way, you pray for your children, but if they if they come, they have to come the same way you did. There's no magic getting in. You don't get in on daddy's ta- you know coattails. None of that's going on. If, if you pray for your children, you're not going to change God's mind about who they are and what they are, but they're manifesting something that is not what you believe they can be. So you pray hard for them. Praise God. Well, I don't have a watch up here. Have we been, have we been, somebody got a watch? Have we been 45 minutes? That man doesn't have a watch. I'm sorry, it's my fault. I, I don't have a. It's, I'm sorry, it's my fault. Brother Branham went on to say, God's only provided place of worship in Shreveport. He says, now then, you are a son of God in the house of God. You are a part of God's economy. And then he quotes from. Romans 8, 1, then there is no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, for they are dead to the world, dead to the world, no attraction to you, you turn it away, you turn your head away, the sin and immorality, you turn your head away, now they don't do that in the world, they say give me more of that, you know, that's the world for you. 
For they are dead to the world, alive, you are dead to the world and alive in him and living in this present day. Making the word that God has used for them, foreordained them, placing their names in this bride book. Your faith, your heart, the seed of God in you. And when the waters comes upon that seed that's in the heart, raises it up to the bride of Christ. Oh my, he says, just perfect as it can be in every age. It's been that way. Every age. See, in, in the true sense, we're not the bride of Christ. We are a portion of the bride of Christ. When we talk many members, they're going to be of the same mind that this holy message from God spoke through William Branham. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's the only end-time word from Almighty God for anyone's salvation out. I'll read this one other quote here. This one is from the identified masterpiece of God when Brother Brandon was in Yuma, Arizona. Now we notice that God began to make him a bride for Christ. So, and the bride must be identified with him and in him because it is a part of him. Now the bride is part of him. She is part of him. The word for that day, the bride becomes part of that word. For it's Christ. Christ is the word. Now, you believe that, he says? Question mark. We have to be in Christ. In Christ, we have to be of Christ, in Christ, part of Christ. Each of us are a part of him. Can you even even fathom that? One man, Jesus Christ is the head of the millions that are in this body of his since the day of Pentecost. Millions, and there's just one head, one man, the man Christ Jesus. Paul further said in Romans, the only there's only one mediator between God and man and our men And that is the man Christ Jesus. Only one mediator. One man. He's worthy. And and God has set this all up. One place, Brother Branham calls it God's scheme. Not in a bad way. It's his plan. Salvation is his plan. God had in his eternal eternalness an attribute. He's going to have a wife. So he made Adam and Eve, and there was sin in the garden. That didn't disturb the plan of God. He knew that all the time. Hallelujah. God has in his mind, and we're a part of that tonight. A bride, 
a wife, a queen, and there's only one that's the head. That's Jesus Christ. No matter how much importance or we esteem a brother or a sister in this world or in the body of Christ. You remember John and James? Well, uh, Lord, uh, uh, I don't I don't mean to be, speak out of place, but uh, we'd like to sit on the right hand of you and uh, my brother on the left hand of you when you come into your kingdom. Uh, we don't mean to be, you know, asked for too much. They understood so little about who this head Christ was going to be over. Millions of people. Well, Jesus was very kind. He says, well, that's not given by me. That'll be determined by my Father. Who's going to sit here and who's going to sit there? And We want to just make it, don't we? Yes. I don't think any of us will be a doormat in the kingdom. But David put it this way, I, I'd rather just be, I think he used the term close to that, than to not be there. We want to be there. God was the word and the word was made flesh. The flesh and the word became one. And when the church comes, Christ's bride, when, when the church becomes Christ's bride, she and the gospels are the same. Amen. We're living in a wonderful moment. This is a wonderful, wonderful time. No matter how bad things are in the world, it can never get too bad for the believer that he would turn against his head, Jesus Christ. And against the word of Jesus Christ in this end time. That's your way out. When God sends a prophet, Brother Branham has made that clear, that a prophet, a true prophet from God in any age, and in the Old Testament, and even now, and there's only one promised for Malachi 4, and we've had him, it is still William Branham. And that ministry... And that message come from Jesus Christ. It's very astounding and wonderful. There's no other message to come. People leave this message and they go back into the world. They say, well, I disagreed with something. Okay. And then you see they get worse and worse and worse and worse. Always. And I've said many times, if... You disbelieve something of the message. Because the message, it takes this Bible and says, this is God's thoughts about today, the end time. And if you disagree with one thing and say, well, that don't matter. I, I don't believe that that way. It isn't very long like when you're putting a puzzle together. 
You take one piece and you, you set that up on the shelf somewhere. Throw it away. And then you can continue and, and then you, well, I think this should go here and I think this should go here and you try and pretty soon you've got things sticking in the wrong place. Blue to blue, but it don't really fit there. So you can't go into air on one thing because to justify it, you're going to have to change something else. You understand? You take one piece of the puzzle out and say, well, that shouldn't be there. I don't think that should go there. Well, maybe you're dealing with the cornerstone like they did in the Old Testament. Or maybe you're dealing with the keystone in an archway. One of the main stones. The main stone in an arch. Say, well, it's odd. It, you know, I like to just put stones on top of stones and pile them up, put some mortar in there. and Well... You can't do that with a keystone. It's got a special place to go. So you watch these people. They say, well, I don't believe that. I don't, I don't agree with that. And they leave. Well, then they think, oh, boy, that was refreshing. Now I don't have to follow the word of God. Yes, and you don't have to think about being raptured either. But they still think they're going to be raptured. God is going to come up with some special plan. A plan of salvation. I believe this, 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 this. And you will make it in. Well, there's hundreds of thousands of people that they're going to, they think they're going to be saved. They just differ with this, differ with that. It doesn't matter what you differ with. It doesn't matter what the people in Noah's day, they had, well, this reason and that reason. And I, you know, there's actually, I haven't heard Brother Brown say this, and I don't know, but it, I would think there's a very good argument, I've mentioned it here before, of some not getting on that boat. Well, Noah, you want all of us to get saved? You, all, you want all of us to get on that? You want hundreds of people to get on that argument? There's not room for us, Noah. Wouldn't that be a good argument? Reasoning, right? God knew when he told Noah to build it that way and have food in there for eight people and for two of each of the animals and more of the clean animals. He knew the majority was not going to believe. God knew that. But, like today, it's whosoever will. And it's still that way. Whosoever will, let him come. But God knows that the majority won't come. They all could be saved. They all could be healed, if they would. If they came the same way you did, then it would show they had a seed in their soul to believe it. And they would come and it would happen to them. But maybe they're a seed of discrepancy. Brother Brandon preached the whole sermon on that. Seeds of discrepancy. And that was not a seed put in somebody's heart or put in the ground or the type of ground that you sowed in. But that he brings out that the person is the seed of discrepancy. 
And he talks and illustrates in there. I can close on this. And he illustrates in there about Isaac and Rebecca. We like to tell that story. It's wonderful. But in the old years, as Isaac was near death, I think it was uh, Rebecca. Was it Rebecca that had twins? Help me out. Isaac's wife, wife was Rebecca. And she had twins. It was Esau and Jacob. And in the old days, the, the aged prophet, Isaac, he loved Esau so much. That was his oldest. And he was a good hunter. He brought in savory meat that when we fixed it, oh my. Oh, wow. He probably didn't even have a recipe. He made it the same perfect way every time. And he was daddy's favorite. Esau was. But Rebecca, during the birth, she knew that the two children were different. And then he seen them all through their life. She did. And seen how they acted with each other. And there was a seed in Esau. That was not the seed of God. It was a seed of discrepancy. And you know the story. Of how. uh, Jacob. Deceived his Esau. And got the birthright. And got the inheritance. He got it all. And Brother Branham is preaching a sermon called. Seed of discrepancy. And in there he uses for an illustration that wonderful story we talk about. And it was uh, Eliezer going down to get a wife for, for uh, Isaac. And he tells about it. And he says it this way. He said, how... Did that Esau, he doesn't use the word Esau at that point. He says, how did that come out of that union? And he talked about them being righteous, godly. Isaac and Rebecca. He talks about that. And he asked the question, he said, how did that come out of them? Then I've had people write me and they have questions Many hundreds of people over the years. And one question was. That. um, Is it possible that. That a bride member. Could physically. Give seed a man. And. and, um, Sire. A child that would be serpent seed. Well yes. Well that would be true. Here's. Isaac. With Rebecca, you understand? So the seeds are all mixed up now. It's not lineage like 
you know, and this one begat that, and he begat so-and-so, and he begat so-and-so. They come down to the ark, and that's when it was over. You had these lineages coming down, and the sons of God, the ones that were doing right, saw the daughters of men, the women, from those that weren't doing right, and they married. Now that really made a bad home. And then that's when Noah was called upon to build the ark. We want to stay straight. We're all born different places, different times. Our marriages, the way we come. And there's many, many years. But then God guides your life. And the main thing is Jesus Christ's word and how he's led you. And once he has led you to the truth... There's no place else to go. That's it. You're not caught into the web of something from Satan or from a man. You are predestinated to believe this message. You are predestinated as a daughter of God, as a son of God, to stand for truth and holiness and follow through with your life. Amen. Well, will all of your children come? I don't know. Brother Branham put it this way. He said, they ask, well, that's a different quote on a different subject. But concerning our children, he said, if they they do come, they have to come the same way that you came. They have to repent of their sins. They have to believe the word of God that's in manifestation at this time. And God made it very clear to William Branham in his lifetime that during his lifetime, there would be no other person that would have that gift. And that gift would continue on. You say, well, we're close to the rapture. What about after that? The Son of Man is anointing and then the Pentecost. And as it came through uh, these channels, and then it came to God's raising up a prophet, William Branham. Now, there's nothing else coming. There's no other prophet to come. Brother Branham said these men that God uses fall right into the phrase, the phrase of being God to the people. The Holy Spirit moving. I've heard people say, well, you're making too much of him. To sit on the throne with Jesus Christ in the millennium. His throne is only be there if we follow all of his word. Just in obedience. One step at a time. God sees the heart. And he can turn the heart. Amen. We love our Lord Jesus Christ. We don't want to crucify him again, afresh and anew, and put him before an open shame publicly. Brother Branham said when a person's been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, 
and come up out of the water, they should immediately receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. If they have repented, they're going to live for God. And there's nothing going to turn them around. Praise the wonderful name of Jesus. Well, God bless you tonight. It's good to have been here together. As I said in my opening, that we all are of the Lord. He has chosen us. He has called us. He has filled us with his Holy Spirit. And if you're not filled with his Holy Spirit, you don't have to wait another day. You don't have to pray through. Brother Branham said after the day of Pentecost, there was no waiting. He will give it to you immediately when you thoroughly repent. I've been in churches and give the altar call for healing, salvation, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And gone back a year later and had near the same service in that way. And people would raise their hand. I want the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Same people. What happened? The Holy Ghost is a person. It's Jesus Christ in spirit form that comes into our lives and lives through us. That's our life. Don't put it off any longer. If you have anything repented of, then it's not under the blood. You need to repent of that. And we've said enough tonight to understand he's going to put it in the his forgetfulness. And then you must receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> when children are born babies, all babies go to heaven. They're not all bride, but they all go to heaven. And their babies are given an angel. A, the, many call it a guardian angel. Brother Branham said an angel to watch over every child. And there's much, a whole sermon could be preached on that. Until they become the age of accountability. Around 12. Somewhere in there. And then the Holy Ghost is given to lead them on. Now the only way the Holy Ghost can lead children that come to the age of accountability. Is when the, in the hearing of this word. And they hear the word, they hear the message of God, and then they decide as a free moral agent when they're 11, 12, 13, 14, and we see them going all through their teens. At some point early on, if you want the leadership of God, you are going to need a baptism where inside of you is emptied out. And Jesus Christ comes himself in spirit form and fills you and lives through you. That's the only way to get through teen years. Is surrendering to the Lord and receiving his Holy Spirit into your life. Give it up. If there's anything in the world, it's not worth death spiritually and in hell and the lake of fire give your life to Jesus unrepent sins repent and receive the Holy Spirit Jesus is here tonight
you before you came here tonight for you to become serious as an individual with the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether you're in Cloverdale or whether you're somewhere else across the nation, around the world, by the Zoom connection, there is a forgiveness. There is an infilling experience that will make you so dynamic that you'll go through hell and you'll go through the fire like the three Hebrew children and the Holy Ghost was in them so much not even the smell of smoke was on them. Didn't even singe or curl on hair. That's our God. That's our God. Praise Him. Praise His wonderful name. Let's bow our heads if you will. Our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ, the Savior of our soul, our God, we praise you. We thank you for your faithfulness in dying the death necessary with your sin. It washed mine away. Eternally it's gone. Do my good giving for what you've done for me. Not to earn salvation, Lord. Heavenly Father, across this little congregation, move where the streaming is going and where the Zoom is going throughout homes. Just from you, Lord, a holy message as we pick up the Bible and the Bible. It's men that were moved upon by the Holy Ghost, and they wrote it, Peter said, even as we have it. that unrepented, I pray will bring conviction just now. If there's any, Lord, Without the Holy Spirit in their life and they're lingering, dabbling, trying to survive without your presence in their life full in them, then Lord, I pray you reach out to you. And Lord, if there's any that need divine healing, you are our healer by your stripes. We are healed. What you took in the threshing floor of of the soldiers, of the Roman guards. Oh, you shed blood there. It splattered on their faces, gave them no healing and no forgiveness of sins. Our faith goes to you, Lord. Looking back at 2,000 years and saying, thank you, thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you, Lord, for taking away my sins, and you can't remember them anymore. You are so great. You are so wonderful, Lord. And we pray, God, that you will heal the sick and the needy 
whatever it is, cancer, mental illness and anguish, whatever it is, Lord, stripes, we are healed. The finished work brought by your we were healed. Yes, it's a finished work, Lord. We commit our souls to you. Lord, we are individuals. We're part of a family or we have a family. We're going to go from this place tonight by your grace, return to our homes. These few people, others, the majority are still in their homes. And we're going to go to sleep tonight to a state of unconsciousness. Lord, we want to awake. But before we fall asleep, we repent. We say, forgive me, Jesus. Fill me with your spirit. Oh, Lord Jesus, have your way in my life. I want to serve you the rest of my life. Take me, Jesus. Take me as I am. Sin, failures, and help me, Lord. And you will do that, Lord. You've done it to thousands and millions, and your arm is not short, but what you can save. Hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for the time here today and being with those that have streamed and Zoomed, and we pray you'll bless them abundantly as they continue their walk with you, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name we ask. Amen.